The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sometimes you just need a little spiritual guidance to help get your life back together. It can be compared to mosaic art. Many little pieces that come together to form something beautiful. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Your host is Mosaic Shaman, Christy Ellen. Christy and her guests are here to ensure that your life is just as you deserve it to be. Happy. Now, here's your host, Christy Ellen. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. This is Christy Ellen, the Mosaic Shaman. It is a beautiful Warm November day here in the gardens, and the holidays are fast approaching, and there is no greater time or opportunity to clear out old beliefs and old stories than being around family, friends, or alone during the holidays. And it seems that all those stories about the past show up this time of year. And I call it an opportunity because it is a great time to clear those out and to change the stories. So would you like to be free from your past? How much time every day do you spend reliving your story? This episode is about healing the past. And as emotions arise, it's important to remember that they are just that, they're emotions. That they have no power over you unless you allow them to. And I'm going to repeat that. Your emotions do not have any power over you unless you allow them to have. It may may feel as if they, they are real, but it's only because stories have been chosen to believe, the stories you have chosen to believe about the experiences you had. These emotions are made to be controlled and for you to actually be able to monitor them. They're not to run your life. Just because you think a thought does not make it real. That's important to remember, that thoughts are just thoughts. They only become real when you create the story about it and put it in your mind that it is real. And those stories are based on experiences you had in your past. If you are allowing your life to be led from those experiences or living the past, know that now is the time to let it go, to release the past, to cut yourself loose from that heavy rock that you're carrying around, and be free. Freedom is from your choice. It has always been your choice. Look at the stories written on the rock. That big heavy rock. Remember the one that when you're trying to cross the lake and you're carrying it along, people are telling you to let go of it. But but sometimes we say, well, it's ours. It's mine. I'm going to keep it. It's going to sink. It's going to pull you down into a place you don't want to be. And you can cut that tie to that rock. When you look at what stories that you have written on your rock, know, you know, the stories that are the ones that are written on the rock about regret and blame and shame, all of those emotions from the past. When you are feeling blame, shame, and regret, you know you're in your past. And when you are feeling fear, you know you're in your future. And the best place to be to create new life stories, to create that inspiring life, is to be in the present where you are right now. And to free yourself from it is to let go of the past. First, be aware it's there. And then use 
the education to learn what to let go of. So there's the awareness we talk about, one of the first foundations, the stones in the medicine wheel, the one of serpent, the education, the second stone to keystone for um, creating an inspiring life is education. That is Jaguar, letting it go. Remember to, to write it down, the lessons you've learned, and take the action, which is the third one. This third keystone in living an inspired life is action. The action of forgiveness. And then we talk about the support, having support around you to move forward. I want to talk just a little bit about forgiveness because letting the past go is going to be important to understand forgiveness. One of the things I just learned about forgiveness is to forgive and to forget. If you take those two words and we just separate them for just a moment, and we take the four away from the give and the four away from the get, what we see is to forgive is to give and to forget is to get. And that is releasing yourself from the bondage of the past, letting that rut go so you do not sink in your own need to be right. And I say that again. The sinking is your own need to be right. The question is to ask yourself is, would you rather be right or happy? Every time I come into a situation that um, kind of sets me into a place of being uncomfortable, I look at, would I rather be right or would I rather be happy? Because my being right is right for me. It's my story. It's not right for everyone else. It doesn't mean because I think this thing should be a certain way that everyone else will agree because that's not their journey. Holding unforgiveness is being stuck in the hole in the first chapter of your life. Remember the five chapters. You walk along, fall in a hole, angry, mad, takes a long time to get out of it because of blame and regret. Second time, walking around, pretending the hole's not there, falling in it, being angry and mad, takes a long time to get out. Third time, walking and falling into that hole, realizing it's yours, knowing how to get out and getting out. Fourth time, skirting around the edge of it just as close as you can without falling into the hole. But the fifth chapter is to take a different path. And that's what we've been doing here. We've been taking a different path as we're learning to create new life stories and live an inspired life. When you're in that hole, you cannot see the beauty of the world. And forgiveness is for you, not for anyone else. It's for you. No one else, just you. It allows you space for good things to come in. By freeing you from that story of lack and fear, Letting go of what you don't want so good things can come in. As soon as there's a space, the universe will fill it up. When you let some of that anger and resentment go, then the universe can bring in inspiring new love. The universe will always fill that void with something new. So let go of what you do not want so that you can heal from your past. And remember to let these emotions go in a private place. Remember those emotions that fill up, they need to be expressed, not held, not shoved down somewhere to come up anywhere else. But they need to go out and be released. And that is in a private place, like a field, somewhere out there where no one's at. So I go up on a mesa top here and I make sure no one's around. There's only one time that somebody saw me that doing that and was a little scared. So I kind of make sure nobody is around and I vent that. I let it go. I release it from my body so it's not holding it. It is never, never, never appropriate to spew your emotions on someone else. It's like taking your garbage out and jumping and dumping it on someone. It's never appropriate. Then remember that the fourth element is support, creating that support, which is an eagle condor flying up above things so you can see them from a higher perspective, that you're not part of the problem, but you can find the solution, knowing that you're universally connected to all. Create a support. 
go to soulhealerspath.com. That's S-O-U-L-H-E-L-E-R-S, path.com. Someone pointed out sometimes it sounds like I'm saying it without the S, but it's soulhealerspath.com slash forward slash coaching and hire me to mentor you. I will move you to a place of living an inspired life. Choose one of the four mentoring packages. That will move you from where you want to be right now to where you want to be in your life. Each package is individually designed with action steps that fit your own individual needs. The serpent path is awareness and letting go of what you do not want. Jaguar's path is the education, seeing what steps to take to get you to what you do want and living and taking responsibility for your life, accountability, forgiveness, and growth. Hummingbird is taking that action, applying what you have learned, applying that accountability, applying that forgiveness, and moving forward. Ego package is support. That's what taking what you learn out into the world, creating a people around you that are going to support you and move you forward. Those that want to see you move forward. Those that when you hit a wall aren't going to sit there and cry with you. They're going to help you get over the wall and show you where to go. This will help you live an abundant and inspiring life. That's what my purpose is here. To create an inspiring life for you so that you can go out to the world and make this world a better place for my grandson. A better place for those that are coming after us. A better place for you right now. There's a special first-time month package there at soulhealerscatpath.com slash lifecoaching. There's some shaman healing sessions there. You can do a one-on-one session. All of that is available there, so go there and look it up. Now, I want to talk about some of the things that are going on in my own personal experience here in my journey because every time I'm doing a subject here, I get to work through this. So I have been spending some time letting go of my past letting go of relationship things because I found I was getting in that hole in relationship. Um, I talked to someone when I sat at the hot springs this weekend who said she, her life was like being in a rut. It was going around and around. And every time you went around that, that stone, it just created a deeper, deeper hole. And that's what was happening in relationships. So I decided to let relationships go. I decided to go out and try something new. And in order to do that, I was going to apply the 100% responsibility to look at where I was at and how I got myself here. And I've been doing this over the year. And so I decided to look at that and see what I was doing and take responsibility and then go out and ask forgiveness from the people that I had harmed or hurt, intentionally or unintentionally, because the forgiveness was for letting it out of my energy field. And then I did the most important thing was forgiving myself. And when I was able to do that, move through that, I was able to then apply boundaries because I could see where my patterns were. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm giving you so many pointers here. The responsibility helped me see where my patterns were so I could see what I was doing over and over again to create the same scenario. And I was able to look at that and say, wow, I can make a different choice now. I can choose to do something different because I can see my patterns. And in doing that, I'd be able to create certain boundaries. Boundaries are about letting go what didn't work and being able to say no. And then I could stay in gratitude with that. So interesting thing that happened around relationships is I went and did the forgiveness and I I gave uh, letters and I did forgiveness to those who were safe to do so and those that were not, I did them energetically. Um, I took the responsibility. I changed the story, decided to do some ceremony, went up on the mesa, created a circle, a schematic energy circle, and asked all of the male energy to leave the circle that I brought in. 
and only invite who I wanted in. Once I did that, then I started getting some phone calls. I had seven of my past experiences either show up at my door or call asking to come back in. Now, these were not healthy experiences. And so I was able to have a voice, say no in a loving way, not mean, just declare and set my boundaries with each one of these, and they went away. And when that happened, I felt this connection with the shaman in me. It was no longer that I was saying I was a shaman. I was in part of being a shaman. And I was able to sit in that space of being alone. And I meant you to know that when those seven experiences came back in, they came at a time where I was feeling desperately alone. And I was able to say no because they were not going to work for me. And I could do it easily and efficiently because I'd gone through this process. I'd taken my anger out in the field. I'd written the letters. I'd done the writing. All of the things that I teach you to do at soulhealerspath.com, all the things that I've shared with you on the radio, you can go back and re-listen to in the archives. I started really putting those into practice in the place of, of having a relationship. And then a beautiful new relationship has come in. And it's new right now, so... I will see where it goes, but it's healthy and it's full of vibrant life and it makes me smile and feel alive. And it came from my letting go of what wasn't working to bring in what is working in my life. So that important stuff of letting the past go so that we can heal the past as we're talking about today, healing the past and letting that all go. One of the other things that I did today is I went back to this, uh, I went to Zumba. I haven't been there for a long time. I love to dance. I went to my Zumba class. And I just want to touch on this for a moment because as I went into the Zumba class, I took my position on the floor waiting for the instructor to come. And a woman came and said, excuse me, but that's my spot. Could you please move? So I moved to another spot and I took that position and a woman came in and said the same thing. This is, you know, we have our own spots here. So I moved to a different place and I started to think about this when I got home, how we get stuck in in our ruts of doing everything the same and declaring this is my spot, this is what I'm going to do, this is how it's going to be, and I'm not willing to change. That I'm stuck here, determined I'm going to do it this way, determined this is the way it's going to be. And when that happens, you become rigid. And when you become rigid, you're not open to receiving the gifts the universe wants to bring you. You're not open to do that. So how many times have you got into a spot where this is where you sit, maybe in your church, this is where the people you talk to, this is what you do every day. Yes, routine is important because it trains the brain to see that you're going to do healthy things. But a lot of the times when you're stuck in that rut, you're doing things out of habit. And that's the subconscious mind just stepping up and saying things out of habit, acting out of habit. And you're not even aware And I want you to really listen to that. You're not even aware where you are or what is really going on when you're stuck in a habit. You're not even aware that it's a habit. And that would put you in the first chapter again, back in the hole where you don't want to be. We want to get to that fifth chapter, taking a different route. So to take a different route, I'm going to challenge you this week to try something different. Start the day different. Start the day with uh, getting out of bed on the different side of the bed. Actually, maybe you sleep on the different side of the bed. Um, if you're finding yourself sleeping on the same side, same side, sleep on a different side. Dress differently. Use your opposite hand. Put your clothes on different when you get in the morning. If you, if you start with your pants first and your shirt, maybe put your shirt in your pants. Put, it, put your left leg in instead of your right. Just try it. See what it does to shift the energy in your field. Maybe then you could venture out and eat something different. 
Or, or if you move to a different place of sitting, maybe in your, your place that you go for your religious beliefs, you might be able to meet somebody new. And if you walk a different path and you're used to a certain one, you might meet someone new. You might see something new. What this does is it reactivates the brain to think differently, to be open to the idea of seeing things differently, which then would be open to the idea of forgiveness, which would be open to letting the past go and and creating something new, a new message, a new place of being. You know... um, it's important for us to put our roots down in the ground and to be strong. When we, when we do the meditation where we, just for a moment, put your feet on the ground. We're going to do this. And breathe into your core. Remember this be- the belly breath, where your belly becomes soft and you breathe into the core. And you imagine that coming out of your spine is this root that goes very deep into the dra- ground. It's like a tall, strong tree. And the roots go very deep into the earth. Breathing in that place, bringing up the energy from the earth and feeling very grounded. Now, the important thing also to remember is when you go up on the top, you've got that branches of the top of the tree. The branches with the leaves, when the wind blows, it sways, it moves. It doesn't stand rigid. It sways. It's flexible. It's able to move. And in that place is the place of creation. Now, I had to sway and move. I know that I have pre-recorded some shows you're going to be hearing here that said I'm in Guatemala, but it wasn't time to go. I had the message that I was running away, and this is what I do when good things are happening to my life sometimes. I'm going to see Jack Canfield in two weeks. He's going to look at my book. We're going to do this interview together. We're going to spend the sacred two days together. Um, he's going to do an interview with me, and I will have that on YouTube. Because when you go to the Mosaic Healing Gardens on YouTube, you get to see all the YouTubes I've put together. There's 18, and you'll see my interview with Jack Canfield, where he's interviewing me. Now, if I were to go to Guatemala right now, I'd miss that opportunity. And I knew to move my path forward to where I wanted to move my vision meant I mean to had to take a different direction. Guatemala will come up. I will go there. But right now, I get to head to Jack Canfield. And that's an amazing place to be, writing the book. So be willing to stand in a different place and see things a little bit different. We're going to be talking about healing our past. And I have a very interesting guest today. I've been excited to to interview um, with Judge Michael Sage Hyder. Now, he has a whole list of credentials that are just amazing. He is an engineer. He was in the Air Force ROTC program where he became second lieutenant. He actually worked with a very elite group of engineers on the underground nuclear testing site in Nevada. And after three years of active duty and some reserve time, he was honorably discharged from the Air Force in the rank of captain. Judge Heiner there then entered the seminary for a period of time where he went into the matters of theology, philosophy, psychology, Latin, and Greek. And it was during this scrutiny that he conceived of the concept of shaping one's life by what he calls good life truths, a component of di- discipline, a processing, enduring peace of mind, which he thinks is the greatest treasure in the world. After leaving the seminary, he enrolled in the Master's of Art program at the University of Toledo, where he majored in philosophy and psychology. And there he came up with this technique called the art of thought dwelling to obtain and maintain inner 
enduring peace. The thought, art, dwelling to obtain and maintain enduring peace of mind. Very interesting topic. He then actually entered law school and he was graduated with a Juris Doctor degree. After being a very successful trial attorney for 11 years, he ran for and was elected mm-hmm. California Superior Court Judge. During his, and he was also elected by his peers the presiding judge of court. He received numerous rewards and honor, including being selected as a 2010 Judicial Officer of the Year by the Southwestern Riverside County Bar Association, a award he very much cherishes. During his tenure as judge and using many anecdotes from the courtroom that he, that he then authored his highly acclaimed book, which is called Spiritual Healing, Making Peace with the Past. He is now a motivational speaker as he is retired from the bench. In California and Arizona, he goes around speaking about promoting his book, The Art of Thought, Dwelling to Obtain and Maintain Enduring Peace of Mind. I'm very excited to have him here. So we're going to take a break, and as soon as the break is over, we'll bring back Judge Michael Sage Heider. Thank you. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. It's time to live an inspired life. Join Christy Allen, the Mosaic Shaman, as she enhances the quality of your life. Healing with art is Christy's focus. At SoulHealerPath.com, if you follow the steps and use the skill that Christy Allen teaches in Soul Healer's Path Life Coaching, doing your part and taking 100% of the responsibility for your life, changing your life story, then in one year's time, you could be living the inspired life of your dreams. Soul Healer's Path Life Coaching offers four life coaching packages, starting with the Serpent Path, which is all about awareness and letting go of what you do not want to have and embracing what you do. Go to Soul Healer's Path and sign up for a one-month session of Clearing the Light Body. So come and walk the medicine wheel with Christy Ellen. Visit soulhealerpath.com or call 435-260-9598 for a special newcomer's one-month coaching package for just $300. Christy Ellen is an intuitive healer and master creator. Let her guide you to living the life to which you were born to live and go from ordinary to extraordinary. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with Christy Ellen. To connect with the show today, please call one 866 472 5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you may send an email to healingart.kp at gmail.com. Now, back to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Welcome back to the Mosaic Garden. This is Christy Allen, the Mosaic Shaman. And I'm very honored to have with me today my guest, Judge Michael Sage Heider. 
He is a, has a very interesting list of credentials from Air Force captain to working on the atomic bomb, entering a seminary. He majored in philosophy and psychology. He has a law degree, Supreme Court judge, and author of Spiritual Healing, Making Peace with Your Past. He's also a motivational speaker. I found the list of your accomplishments both inspiring and diverse. Judge Heiner, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, and I greatly appreciate you having me on your show, Christy. And what would you like to call me to call you while we're speaking together here on the show? Do you want me Whatever to makes you comfortable. I'm okay. fine with Judge <laughs> well, or Michael it's, it's, or Mike, it's anything It's a prestigious at all. honor to be called Judge Heiner, I'm sure. So I would like to address you that way, if that's okay with you. Of course. Okay. Wonderful. So, um, you know, from going from having these accomplishments where you were working with the atomic bomb and then being a lawyer to coming to this book of peace, healing, and making peace with your past. Can you share with me how that happened? Because that is very intriguing to me to go from one place where it seems in my mind be a little bit of violence to coming to a place of peace. Yes, I'd be happy to share that. Uh, When I was in the Air Force uh, working on underground nuclear tests, at the Nevada test site, and needless to say, there are very long, dark nights out there at the test site, and it was plenty of time for reflection, and the reflection I dwelled on was, what's the most important thing in life? And certainly, we all would know it's not fame or fortune. Uh, We have great examples of Marilyn Monroe and uh, Kurt Cobain and recently uh, Robin Williams. So fame and, fame and fortune do not give us peace of mind. doesn't happen. So I concluded that the greatest treasure in the world is enduring peace of mind, the type of peace of mind that no matter what happens, your peace of mind is not destroyed. And so when I left the Air Force, uh, I started my uh, study of the theology, philosophy, the psychology of uh, enduring peace of mind, which led me into the realm of thought dwelling. And I'm satisfied, Christy, the most important thing we do is the type of thoughts we dwell upon uh, to make us who we are. Uh, Yes. Right. And enduring peace of mind, uh, after much reflection, can only be destroyed by three things. Okay. And those, what are three, those things, three Pardon me? What are those three things? You're just going to okay, tell me. Right. Yes, okay. Those three things are thinking about, and I'm stressing thinking about, mm-hmm. uh, what that horrible person did to you in your past. And every time you think about what he or she did, it makes you uh, upset. The second category that destroys your enduring peace of mind is thinking about the stupid things that we've done, each of us individually. And you say to yourself, how could I have been so stupid? Uh, I can't believe how dumb I am. And the third category that destroys your enduring peace of mind is thinking about what fate did to you. Uh, Were you born blind? Were you born uh, with some speech impediment? Were you in a terrible automobile accident that's crippled you? And it's so important that we understand that it's thinking about each of these things that destroy our enduring peace of mind. The actual events, once they're over, they are over. They can't hurt you. Well, how would a person achieve having this enduring peace of mind when you're dealing with these are big things about the past, 
Um, the, the one, the stupid things that we did, that's a big one, the fate. Um, some of us have all three of those in, in our experiences. So how does a person achieve the ability to have this, this peace of mind? All right. If you will allow me, I'd like to do a very short experiment. Is that all right? Oh, that would be great, yes. Okay. I'm going to ask you and members of your audience uh, to please close your eyes, put your head down, and I want you to dwell upon what I call God-I, that's G-O-D hyphen capital I, positive thoughts. Inside of each one of us is this moving force, a positive force uh, that lives there and gives us the positive thoughts we have. For example... Think about how excited you were when you got your first car, how excited you were when you moved into your first apartment, the day you fell in love, the day you got engaged. Think about how beautiful or handsome you looked on your wedding day. Think about the day your first child was born. Yes. Think about cuddling that child for the first time. And Think about mm-hmm. the happiest moment of your life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Eyes open, okay. heads up. How do those thoughts make you feel, Christy? Oh, I just want to say yes, 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 and jump <laughs> around. And if you heard earlier, I'm, I'm just going into a new relationship, so I've been jumping around a lot, and it was easy to go to that place. Yes, beautiful. Yes, it is. Yes. And my grandson, and, all of that, yes. So so mm-hmm. it's absolutely true. There are very few absolutes in life, but this is one of those absolutes. It's absolutely true, infallible, that if you dwell upon God, I positive thoughts, you will always feel positive. No exceptions to that. All right. Now, we continue with a very nasty exercise, and I very much apologize for this part of the, what I call, hider thought-dwelling experience, but it's absolutely necessary if you and your audience are to understand the concept of what I call the art of thought-dwelling to obtain and maintain it during peace of mind. So once again, I'm going to ask you, please, uh, eyes closed, head down. I want you to dwell upon these Satan eye negative thoughts. We all have part of Satan in us, and that's the part that tries to destroy our peace of mind. So here we go. Okay. Think about when you were physically abused. Think about when you were mentally abused. Think about the most horrible thing you ever did. Think about the most horrible thing that ever happened to you. Think about the worst day of your life. And think about what a complete schmuck you are. Okay, heads up, eyes open. How do those thoughts make you feel? Wow, just, yeah, took away my energy. It feels drained and I want to cry. That's pretty sad. Exactly. And again, this is another absolute certainty, and there's so few of these in life that I can't stress how important it is, but it's absolutely certain that if you dwell on what I'm calling Satan I negative thoughts, uh, you will always feel negative. That's a given. No exceptions to that. So pulling those two things together, we come up with one of the good life truths that I have in my book, and that is the type of thought... I choose to dwell upon in the present moment determines how I feel in the present moment. Absolutely certain. No exceptions. So obviously, if I choose, and we do choose, to dwell upon the God-I positive thoughts, I'll feel positive. If we choose to dwell on the Satan-I negative thoughts, I will feel negative. No exceptions. Yeah. 
That's, that's very powerful. Um, I know that there's this muscle testing they also do that has to do with showing you what your body reacts to that because we can feel that so deeply in the body. And that exercise you did just is, is very clear to what our thoughts can do to change how we feel when we get up in the morning. So how do you start your mornings, Judge Heiner? Well, I guess I started, uh, as I just explained, about making certain that I keep my mind clear of any Satan I thoughts and that I encourage myself to dwell on the God I positive thoughts that motivate me and get me going for the day. Uh, I know that by doing that, I have energy, the positive energy, as I know you talk about all the time. Uh, and I know if I don't do that and allow myself to stupidly, and it is stupidly, dwell on any Satan I negative thoughts, it drains me. It drains me of all my energy. So I try to be careful through the whole day that uh, I don't dwell on the Satan I negative thoughts, only the God I positive thoughts. I just guard over that. And it's really a, a two-edged sword on the negative thoughts. If you catch yourself dwelling on negative thoughts, you've got to do something about it, which we'll talk about in a moment. Uh, because you know the Satan I negative thoughts, we know this with absolute certainty, make you feel bad, make you feel negative. But it goes the other way as well. I have discovered that if I'm feeling bad, I'm feeling some depression, I'm feeling uh, uncomfortable, I can trace it back immediately to the thought I'm dwelling on. So I do something yeah. about that. I eradicate that. Yeah, so it's all sad. through the whole day, not just the morning for me, Christy, that I use my methodology to dwell only upon God I positive thoughts. Wonderful. I know this morning I kind of I woke up in a little bit of a funk because for me, I don't know how many other people in my audience have this, that sometimes in the morning it seems to, or when I go to bed, if I go to bed with good thoughts, I wake up with good thoughts. But it's a little bit of funk and I went to this Zumba class and the music they were playing was so inspiring. Mm -hmm. The music had positive affirmations going on all the time and when I got out of there, I was smiling. I went in there feeling just a little under um, for whatever reason, and I came out of there feeling like on top of the world. Do you surround yourself with good music? Yes. I have my radio on all day, the entire day with the type of music I like in the background. I don't have the volume very high, uh, but I recognize the songs that I enjoy. But I, oh, I agree with you. Music is such a powerful, powerful instrument if we use it correctly. What yep. about movies? What about what you watch and what you read? Uh, you, I only read nonfiction. Uh, I only read about things like we're talking about today. I I just can't read fiction. One of my dear friends who went to engineering school with me said, you know, five years of engineering at the University of Cincinnati destroyed us as far as reading any type of fiction goes because we spent five years gathering scientific facts and learning about these truths, scientific truths. So I cannot read fiction. My wife is an avid fiction reader. She'll read a couple books a week. Uh, that I just can't get into it because I know it's not true. So I read yeah. to learn. I really, really enjoy those uh, those other people who have investigated the same area that we're discussing about and what they have concluded. And I find it always is a reaffirmation of what I have believed for a long time. 
Um, so yeah, I would agree with that. I I read books that um, my mind expands and grows on the subjects that give me passion and growth. I, it's been a long time since I've written. I read something that was not related to moving forward and that inspired me to to move into living in uh, and emotion dealing with my emotions all my books I, I've got a library love love books and they're all related to the topic of creating the life that I want moving forward and being inspired and um, I, I, that's just my interest as well <laughs> <laughs> interesting because we're, yeah. we're certainly on the same page on that issue <laughs> yeah and and when I'm feeling down and bad I look at what I've been watching I watch very little television, by the way, but once in a while I watch some things, and it's always something that's uplifting and inspiring. But I got in a habit when I was doing this process I've talked about over the last year of, of being responsible and all that. Um, I limited how much, in fact, I stopped drinking, not that I was drinking a lot, but I, I wanted to be conscious. So I looked at anything that was taking me out of my conscious level. And what I didn't notice is that I was starting to watch more and more drama television Mm. In replace of those things, the things that I was using to to zone out before previously, and then I woke up one morning and I thought, I'm in this funk. Why am I in this funk? And I looked at I had spent four hours watching a drama, oh. and I went, Wow, that's why I'm in this funk because that has desensorized my brain to not feel, and put me in a place of negativity. So that's when I became aware of how important it is to be aware of anything that I'm watching for entertainment. Yeah, well. we have so much in common because I watch very, very little television. Uh, I have cut out most of the news uh, programs and things. I'll watch our evening news, our local news, just to get local information. Uh, but I, I just do not watch television. And if I do uh, want to take a break, I will find an uplifting a movie that I have a list of them in my Netflix file, and I'll watch that type of a movie that's uplifting. Uh-huh. But you, yeah. you understand, it's interesting what you just said is you're thinking those negative thoughts that make you feel funky, and that's exactly uh-huh. what it is. You watch funky movies, you're going to have a funky feeling. Exactly, yeah. that's it. it's extremely important. Um, I, I, I sometimes hesitate to say this because I get some really different reactions, but I honestly haven't listened to the news in 17 years. Now, I know what's going on because I read, and I, mm-hmm. I know what is going on in our world. I just don't watch the news right? because it was leaving me in a place where I felt totally depressed, and I couldn't do anything about it, and I was living in the drama that was being created on the news from other people's lives. So um, that doesn't mean I don't care about what's going on because I'm out there t- doing everything I can to change the world in a positive way. But I mm-hmm. found myself not being able to do that when I was caught in a drama of a situation I couldn't change. Just a little is, thing about the news. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so interesting because I stopped uh, watching the news eight years ago. I just said, uh, this is a waste of time. And uh, it is. And there's no way that you can avoid the important things in life, which I'm glad we should know what's going on, the important things in life. I agree. Uh, but, but it's a waste of time to watch these things over and over and over again. Uh, they have a negative effect on you, and I don't want a negative effect in my life. Exactly. I, I totally agree. So you, um, you, you, you sent me a thing about empathy. Tell me what is, does empathy mean to you? Well, it certainly is different than sympathy, as we all know. 
uh, sympathy, of course, we feel sorry for somebody in the situation they have. But empathy is the ability to get into that other person's shoes. You really walk the mile with them. Uh, I, I am able to have empathy uh, for people. Um, and I think a lot of that was when I was an attorney, uh, handled so many family law cases and divorces and things that really led me uh, to come up with what we're talking about because I saw such a difference in the way people handled the trauma that came into their life. But there are people that are farm workers. I came from a small town in the middle of California, Merced, California, and there are farm workers up there. And talk about empathy. I could easily place myself in their shoes where they're working out in the fields when it's 110 degrees uh, and you know, barely scratching out a living because minimum wage doesn't pay much and doesn't give you a means of support. Yes. Uh, so you really get into that feeling of what can I do to help these people? I mean, I got to that point and I did a lot of what we call pro bono work. It's for the good, pro bono. Uh, not charging people and doing things just because of the empathy I had for them. I, I just don't see how some people make it uh, and have positive attitudes. Um, yeah. I can tell you stories about, uh, well, Mary especially. Mary was Mary. It's in the book. She was a farm laborer, mm-hmm. and got a, we got a divorce because her husband was very abusive. She was stuck with four kids to raise. He left town. No, no financial or emotional support whatsoever. Uh, and she was one of the happiest ladies I ever knew. She was so, every time I'd see her, I'd say, Mary, how are you doing? Oh, Judge Heider, I'm so blessed. This was after I became a judge, obviously. I'm so blessed my <laughs> children are doing so well, which led me into this idea of dwelling only on the God I positive thoughts. What you have to do, if I might, is you've yes. got to kill those eight, nine negative thoughts. And the methodology I use is called SOAP. And so, yes, obviously, okay. it's an acronym, Stop, mm-hmm. Obliterate, Alter, Praise. So, the moment you're experiencing negative thoughts or looking at it from the other end, you have bad feelings, which then you can reflect back on, why do I have bad feelings? It's because I'm drawing on negative thoughts. You've got to say, stop, 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 stop. Then you obliterate. You kill those thoughts. Uh, then you alter the thought with a pleasant thought. We talk about well, you mentioned a new relationship. That certainly is a great positive thought. And then praise a higher power. There's always a higher power that we believe in, and we should believe in if we don't. You know, yes, wrong. I, but, I agree. I don't, whatever everybody wants to call that, it's a higher source that knows that we can be something different than where we're at. And I tell people, you, there's got to be something you believe in, because if you don't have belief, you can't move into where you want to be without having some sort of belief. And I, I actually believe in God as well. So yeah. um, I know God has all sorts of different uh, descriptions these days. Um, right. But that higher source guides my life through inspiration in everything I do. I'm grateful for that. Yes. And I'm with you <laughs> all the way. <laughs> so what would you come to realize, or at least what I've come to realize, and this is so important, uh, First of all, we we know that there's a positive force inside of us that you and I call God, uh, which provides us with these rich, good, uplifting thoughts, the God-I thoughts that I talked about. 
Second, we all know from human experience, you can't get away from it, that there's a negative source inside of us, an untoward source that gives us evil, self-defeating thoughts, which well, that's the Satan I talk about. The third thing we know, with absolute certainty, and I repeat, this is so important, that if we dwell on God, I positive thoughts, we feel positive. Again, fourth, with absolute certainty, we know if we dwell on the negative thoughts, Satan, I negative thoughts, we feel negatives. So fifth, we know that by using soap, we can control the type of thought we dwell upon, which means that we control the feelings we have every moment of our lives. And that's quite a thing to understand. So sixth, therefore, we know that since we are responsible for the type of thoughts we choose to dwell upon in the present moment, which then determines our feelings in the present moments, then we must each, whether we like it or not, accept full responsibility for how we feel in the present moment. In other words, we are responsible for our feelings every moment of our life since we're responsible for the type of thought we dwell upon every moment of our life. So, number seven, we come to a real big, what I call, good life truth. And these are such an important set of words, 14 words that will change your life if you'll practice them. And those 14 words are, quote, I alone am responsible for how I feel every conscious moment of my life, end of quote. Let me repeat that. Well, I alone am yeah. responsible for how I feel every conscious moment of my life. Never, let's never, all never. say it with you. Will you, okay. will you take us all through that so we can all yeah. say it? Okay. Do it slow. Okay. Uh, uh, I alone. I alone. Am responsible. Am responsible. For how I feel. For how I feel. Every conscious moment of my life. Every conscious moment of my life. Wow, that's very powerful. And I, I like the acronym of SOAP, too, because it reminds me of cleansing the brain, <laughs> going yeah. in and washing out the brain with this, with the SOAP. And, 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 and again, what, say that slower, what SOAP stands for, because I know okay. we started. The, okay. the S is stop. So the moment you realize that you're feeling bad, which means you're dwelling on a negative thought, then you just yell stop. Now, be discreet if you're... <laughs> in public yells to yourself, but you, you've <laughs> got to say stop. you got to say stop. I've got to stop this type of thought dwelling. So stop. Then you kill the negative thought, what that despicable person did to you, you know, what the stupid thing you did for which you can't forgive yourself. At least you believe that. You can forgive yourself, and I lay that out in my book. Or what fate did to you. That is so enlightening to know there's only three things in the entire cosmos that can destroy your peace of mind. And those are those three things, the despicable person, what you did, what fate did. Uh, so you've got to kill any of those type of negative thoughts. So you stop, obliterate, stab, stab, stab the negative thought, alter it with a positive thought, and then praise the higher power for all that you've got and all that he or she or it gave to you. Um, and then repeating those 14 words, all day, every day, will really lead you to enduring peace of mind. I, I can tell you, uh, I had an incident just recently that, that at Costco waiting to get to the gas pumps, and uh, we were waiting our turn, and when our turn came, we were going to pull up to the pump, and some guy cut me off. And, man, I jumped out of the car, and my wife saying, no, 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 and I jumped out of the car to confront this guy. And so help me, 
I did confront him, and he was just a bad man. I didn't see you there, and he barely missed us coming in to cut us off. But by the time I got back to my car, I was saying, I alone am responsible for how I feel every conscious moment of my life. I'm not going to let this guy ruin my day. It's not going to happen. Uh, so you got to get this ingrained into you that I alone am responsible for how I feel every conscious moment of my mind, every conscious moment of my life. Excuse me. So if you're not, yes. you're not comfortable. You're dwelling on the negative thoughts, and you got to switch that. You got to switch it over. It's always your choice. We, we talk about this a lot on the radio just because you think it doesn't make it true. And I like this stop. I'm going to be able to use that because it's going to be so fast and it doesn't take very long. It's not going to be something that I have to, to learn the whole process. I can just stop. Obliter- what was the second o- one? Obliterate. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Which means <laughs> to story. kill. You know, yeah. Obliterate. See, I'm thought. stumbling on that one. So it must be something I'm having a problem with, like the letting go. <laughs> Whenever I stumble on something, I know that it's something that my brain's resisting and going, oh, are we really going to do that? And then alter and praise. Yeah, to just be able to go to that place and say, okay, wait a minute. And to, and to just, just take a breath, right, instead of reacting, saying, okay. I have this thing where I, I if it's a big decision, it's something that's really bothered me, and I have that luxury of time, I give it three days before I answer to it. Uh-huh. Um, if somebody sends me an email that hurts my feelings or something, um, because not everyone loves what you're doing. Once you step into living your purpose Unfortunately, that you don't have everyone standing up saying, yeah, go for it. There are people like, who are you? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And when that happens, I think, okay, I'm going to sit for three days. And usually I never, I I don't respond to it because by the time I sit with it three days, I go, wait a minute, this isn't going to help anyone to engage in this conversation. So, yeah. And, and, you should use those 14 words for those three days. I'm going to tap this onto my window uh, mirror. Believe me, I, I'm writing it out and I'm putting it on my win- uh, my mirror. So um, tell, let's, I'm writing, I alone am responsible for how I feel every conscious moment of my life. Yes, I've written it down here. Yep. It's going up on my mirror so I can look at that. I'm going to put it in my wallet so I can pull it out. I believe there's a lot of power in that. There's a lot tremendous of power. power in that. And, and what you might want to do parenthetically is just rephrase it, put it in parentheses underneath that. Uh, I will never, never blame anyone or anything else for how I feel at the present moment. Just oh, another wow. way of saying the same thing. <laughs> but I will never, never blame anyone else or anything else out for how I feel in the present moment. Once you get there, it's such a, as I say, I'm speaking from decades of experience, it's just a wonderful place to be. You just have this enduring peace of mind because you don't have to blame anybody for how you feel. You'll accept the responsibility for how you feel. I like that you use this in your life. I like that you're giving this experience and letting us know that you do use this in your life. And, And to come from a place where you saw probably the worst of the worst and to actually create, um, this book that you did, that is, um, you're going to have to remind me because I set the page over here for a minute to, um, I know that it, it's releasing the past. So tell yes. me the name of your book and where people can find it. All right. The name of the book is Spiritual Healing, Making Peace with Your Past. Okay. Spiritual Healing, Spiritual Making Peace healing, with Your Past. Making peace with Your Past. Uh-huh. And it uh, should be available at uh, 
most bookstores and certainly is uh, available on Amazon.com. It's selling well through there. Okay, so go to the bookstores and go to Amazon to look for this book um, written by Judge Michael. Is it is it is your name um, the full name or is it Judge Michael Heiner? Where were they? I mean, I want to make sure that they can go and find this. So. Either way, I think Michael Heider, and it's H I D E R. Um, that should get you where you want to go. Wonderful, and um, then we can go and, and read about all of these things you're sharing. Now we have just a little over two minutes left, and I just wanted to talk a little bit because just just to wind down, if you can. You know, the nature of healing, three the three things about the nature of healing the past. Okay, and your that's observation really that. important. Uh, I, it's, I'll do this quickly. Yeah, the, the, the past, first of all, the first category, first thing you've got to realize is the past doesn't exist. There is nowhere in the entire cosmos you can go to visit the past. I try to encourage people to really understand that there's nowhere they go. And I say, think about the past like a unicorn. Okay, you can think about a unicorn, and you can, I guess, if you're not really a sane person, be worried about a unicorn stabbing you to death. Uh, but unicorns don't exist anyplace, and that's what a past event is. I don't care if you were sexually abused. I don't care if you went through an acrimonious divorce, whatever it may have been. That event is over, and it doesn't exist anyplace. You can't go visit it. So that's number one. Past events are over and dead. Second, they can't be changed. Some people are just absolutely neurotic about, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. Well, you can't change the past. It's over and done. You've got to accept that. You can have the power of all the armies, navies, and air forces in the world, and you can't change the past one smidgen. And the third thing, and this surprises people, past events are feelingless. They have absolutely no feelings in and of themselves. And you say, oh, Mike, that can't possibly be right. Somebody dies, it has a feeling. Uh, uh, I have a foreclosure. It has a feeling. It doesn't. Um, when Hitler died, was that good or bad? Well, if you're part of the Allies, it was a glorious day. It's going to be the end of the war in Europe. Uh, mm-hmm. If you the number one man under Hitler is horrible. Uh, when Osama bin Laden died, was that a good day, a good event, or a bad event? Neither. You know, we thought it was good because we bring the feelings to the event. Uh, you lose your house on a foreclosure. Is that a good event or a bad event? Neither. You, For you, losing your house, it's a bad event. For the person who buys it on the market at 60% of its fair market value, it's a glorious event. And I go on all day long with these kind of examples. A past events have no feelings. They are feelingless. Uh, and we've got to get that in mind. So that past events don't exist. They can't be changed, and they have no feelings. We bring the feelings to the event. And that's, it's so important. Uh, it, if Christy, you can read through those, those they'll things. turn into something really beautiful, too. I, uh, my divorce brought me here to the radio. Oh. So, um, yeah, if I hadn't, I would never have come out to do and share my message and do what I do now. It would have been right? too easy See, to well, stay in there. Well, you're what I said. <laughs> <laughs> good so, example. I mean, yeah. I, it, it seemed really sad, but it was a good event. Yeah, so you, brought, so you brought the feelings to it then, and you're bringing the feelings to it now. The events right. are feelingless. Yeah. 
I, I so appreciate what you've shared with us. It's, it's been fun. And as you, you said when you um, contacted me, we would probably be able to fill this out a half hour and a lot more. And I hope maybe at some point in time we can talk again. I have really enjoyed having you here. It's been inspiring. And um, if you have one little thing you'd like to say in the last 30 seconds, go right ahead and, and share. And All right. Well, First and foremost, I very much appreciate your having me on. That's important. And obviously, I encourage people to look for the book, Spiritual Healing, Making Peace with Your Past. And I would ask them also to go to my website at http backslash com and look for information on my website. But uh, And I guess my parting shot is... Remember, I alone am responsible for how I feel every conscious moment of my life. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much, Judge Hyman. Oh, thank you and, so uh, much. Have a good day. Okay, good day. And one Bye. last parting thing is that next week we will have the Shaman Within, and that is my guest, Isabella Stoloff. Um, Shaman Isabella is from the Orange County Healing Center. She feels an honor to be on the planet during this time of great awakening. Her message is awakening the light that lives within you so you can become the shaman in your own life. So join me next week when we talk to Shaman Isabella. And great thanks to Judge Heiner and to you. Remember to live an inspiring life. Until next time, this is the Mosaic Shaman. Namaste. Thank you for listening to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Christy Ellen hopes that you will join her on another journey next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.